If the prime solution offered by the film is violence, then it drowns out everything else effectively, leaving the filmmakers and the audience's bloodlust for all to see. Welcome to the second episode of our 39A podcast. I am Ruchi from Project 39A. We are an interdisciplinary criminal justice program at National Law University, Delhi. On this episode, we talk about Bollywood's law and justice. Listeners will be taken through a journey of popular films that is cinematic representations of law and justice in our country. We are in conversation with Tanul Thakur. Tanul is a film critic for The Wire and an independent journalist. He won the National Award for Best Film Critic and the Mumbai Press Club Award for Best Lifestyle and Entertainment Reporting in 2015. Our episode will broadly cover three things. In the first part, we discuss the idea of the system. What does the system mean to people? Second, what is Bollywood's idea of justice and how different is it from legal justice? And finally, we address Bollywood's treatment of a contemporary social movement, the movement against gender-based sexual violence. What is Bollywood's ideal solution to serious sexual crimes against women and children? हम यहां के रॉबिन हुड हैं रॉबिन हुड पांडे पुलिस वाले को ठोकने का अंजाम पता है क्या 21 साल जेल और ठुकाई अलग से और उसी पुलिस वाले नगर में ठोका तो प्रमोशन अलग से और बहादुरी का मेडल भी तनुल कैन यू टॉक अबाउट द आईडिया ऑफ द सिस्टम who is depicted as being part of the system and how does uh, bollywood contribute to this it's quite evident that bollywood sees police as part of the system you know along with the judiciary and politicians and it has typically seen police in binary terms the cops are either corrupt in excess with the politicians or extremely moral very aggressively masculine who will punish the villains at all costs so you're saying that uh, the character of the state machinery the judiciary politicians and the police they they come together to represent the system and uh, can you tell us more about the nature of this depiction movies of the latter kind have become more common over the last few years you can trace this trend to the bang which released in 2010 which was followed by a slew of cop films there was the bang 2 there was rowdy rathor the singam series and now simba In the late 90s films such as Sarfaro Shul Kurukshetra portrayed cops in favorable light the honest cop trope in fact has been central to popular hindi cinema for a really long time so cops in general whether honest or corrupt have frequently featured in bollywood films there was definitely a period though in the 80s and the 90s where with a few notable exceptions police was seen as highly corrupt but over the last decade or so we can see a distinct change in the way bollywood has begun interpreting the police and how do you see the role that torture plays in bollywood plot points if you see there's something common to all these films right like uh, which is the use of violence depictions of custodial torture i mean in form of slaps punches beatings even sexual violence 
has been like a regular part of Bollywood films and has played a huge role in normalizing state violence in our imagination. In in some films such as Sarfarosh, uh, it has been played for laughs. I mean, I'll just give you a small example from the film. So at one point uh, in the movie, the cop uh, played by Amir Khan is interrogating two suspects. None of them are willing to reveal anything. No amount of beating has any effect on them. Khan, in a deadpan style, asks his subordinate, uh, the actor Mukesh Rishi, to shoot them, saying that they got killed in an encounter. The subordinate mocks shoots one of them. The bullet obviously doesn't kill him; just whizzes past his ear. This prompts the other to confess, uh, prompting a smile from Amir Khan. The guy who confesses, in fact, is Nawazuddin Siddiqui, and this was his debut scene. क्या सलीम कुछ बताएं इन लोगों ने मेरे को कुछ नहीं पता मैं तो कल ही मूल स्टार बोलना है मेरा एक्टर है उसमें खाली इलेक्ट्रिक का दुकान है साहब अपुन काम धंधे वाला आदमी है साहब लफड़े से अपुन दूर रहता है तो मतलब तुम लोगों कुछ नहीं मानो नहीं साहब बिल्कुल ठीक है सलीम खत्म कर दो सबको साहब उड़ा दो और बोल दो कि एनकाउंटर में मारे गए मत साहब मत मारो सर नहीं साहब नहीं साहब मत मारो साहब से नहीं साहब मत मारो साहब मत मारो साहब मेरे को सिर्फ इतना मालूम है सारा माल राजस्थान से आता है Now a notable thing about the scene is that both Nawaz and the other suspect are quite evidently from a lower class a pattern that is hard to miss Post Sarfarosh uh, you know Nawaz did several films where he played a guy from a lower class who was regularly beaten up on screen to the point that like he started referencing and joking about it in in his interviews so i mean bollywood films have sort of frequently singled out a certain kind of target so you are saying that most bollywood films do in fact depict custodial torture i mean yeah they do and uh, by doing so there's something that they lack right they lack uh, an acute sense of self awareness in such films state violence is almost considered inevitable or given uh, the police or rather the film doesn't see torture for what it is rather its disturbing implications are brushed aside in lieu of a larger good which we obviously know is sort of like you know extracting confession so i mean this in effect does two things a it not just desensitizes the audiences to violence but be equally dangerously promotes the idea that an aggressively militant state is a good thing are there any films that challenge state violence or just the idea of a militant state in recent times uh, two films come to mind and uh, the number says a lot right i mean hundreds of films get made in india i mean a lot of them centered on custodial uh, uh, torture but like i think uh, barring shahid and haider uh released in 2012 and 2014 uh i think these 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 two are the rare examples of films that sort of like you know probe state violence and uh, and obviously such a depiction we can imagine disconcerts the ruling government right and uh, because it doesn't want to be ordinarily questioned in any scenario let alone by a bollywood film uh in 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 fact uh, in december 2014 prime minister modi complained that uh, you know bollywood uh, tends to portray cops in bad light so well uh, there you have it what are the larger implications um, of normalizing state violence in cinema so i mean uh, the most obvious bit is that uh, uh, that it kind of posits this idea that state violence is acceptable right especially acceptable when directed at a certain group of people uh it also really cuts close to or in some case mimics uh vigilante justice right uh justice in these films is 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 like a coffee dispensing machine i mean click of a button no delay instant results such examples are like uh for for us to see i mean in recent times as well i mean a film like simba comes to mind which represents like a kind of like you know a perfect 
deliberate intersection of a bloodthirsty cop and society which advocate capital punishments for rapists. उन रेपिस्ट को मार देना चाहिए उन्हें जान से मार देना चाहिए भैया सच बोलू सर जब तक ये रेपिस्ट लोग को अपन पुलिस लोग ठोकते नहीं ना तब तक कुछ नहीं बदलेगा सर Simba is a film, in fact, that celebrates violence, and its box office should, uh, figures should make us introspect. I mean, the film grossed nearly 250 crores at the domestic box office, which clearly goes to show, you know, that there's an audience for this kind of film. And something that's really important to talk about at this point is that we really cannot be occupying a certain kind of what I like to call moral vantage positions. That we are equally incriminated in this. We are equally a part of this. You know, we sponsor and support these systems. The constant depiction that uh, torture in custody plays itself out every time that somebody is taken into custody or somebody is detained by the police is uh, so normalized people actually think that uh, confessions in police custody will be admitted as a, uh, evidence against the accused persons in court laws do not allow for that at all there is a recognition of the fact that it is entirely plausible that statements made by the detainee to the police while in their custody could actually be coerced and th- therefore it's not allowed and that goes on to depict the disconnect between uh, knowledge of the law and popular imagination about how the system works which is why we can be so carried away by uh, very vibrant emotional visual depictions in cinema that is far more relatable than uh, the jargon that's offered by law which is confusing alienating We now move on to discuss portrayals of main characters. These are the people in film we mainly associate with and often place ourselves in their shoes. Tanul, what role does violence play in the main characters' journeys? First of all, most Bollywood films are above all concerned with one major idea, right? Uh, which is restoring order. and violence is crucial for order restoration i mean depending on the story the star the kind of film violence can take many forms and when the hero is associated with the system say uh, when he's a cop you know i mean he simmers with uh, a certain kind of a righteous anger uh, doesn't hesitate to tweak laws to achieve his ends uh, the filmmakers also use like uh, a narrative sleight of hand to hammer their message at one level uh, they show that the cops are you know corrupt inept and on the other there's uh, there's always like a rare cop played by the hero who is honest and unrelenting who will ensure justice against all odds uh, i mean in many bollywood films ranging from sunny deol's cop dramas in the 90s to rani mukherjee playing a cop in in, in a recent film mardani which came out 4 years ago a police officer often veers out of the system often steps out of the system takes law in hand and you know brings about justice jo kuch hum kar rahe hain ye pura illegal hai agar legally kaam karte rahoge to criminals ko kaise pakadoge when the hero is pitted against the big bad corrupt system 
often the police and uh, corrupt machinery of the state. Uh, do you think that the means of bringing up uh, about justice is often violent? I mean, obviously. And and that's something that we have seen, like, uh, there have been countless depictions, right? And what's even more disturbing for me is that these scenes are not considered disturbing. Uh, for the hero is shown helpless. There's like a very calculated, uh, what do you call it? Like, there's a, it's almost architecture, right? Like, it's, it's, it's not even film making there's a, a very uh, careful building of blocks uh, in a narrative uh, bollywood reveres the heteronormative world it sort of it, it often uses violence to reinforce certain ideas about masculinity in fact it triangulates the notions of violence masculinity and heroism where one is sort of like you know intricately linked to one another more violence is equated with more masculinity which is further equated with you know heroism just as violence can be so quickly normalized in our own minds, what is the kind of uh, impact do you think it has on the minds of children, young adults who are often not able to look at other alternative depictions or being, uh, who are able to critique such uh, telling of stories? I mean, that, that's a good question. And, and, and several academics have written about, you know, the impact of like this kind of heightened violence on, on children. Obviously, violence is very quickly normalized in their heads, uh, while the other aspects of life, such as, for instance, uh, understanding and appreciating same-sex romance or, or law and due process are, are woefully ignored. There seems to be an utter mistrust for law and due process. I mean, um, uh, Bollywood seems to indicate that the public really has no trust in the justice system. Do you think this is why many Indian films present the idea that uh, the true uh, achievement of justice means taking the law into one's own hands? At one level, the answer to this is, uh, you know, really obvious and, and, and very uh, depressingly familiar. It's because, you know, I mean, violence in cinema is considered, you know, sexy or as it were, you know, cinematic. And, and, and it's not just the case with Bollywood, right? But like with other filmmaking cultures too. I mean, if you see violence perpetrated by individuals sort of providing some sense of instant justice is important to Bollywood at levels both narrative and thematic. I mean, at at the level of narrative, uh, since most Bollywood films are, you know, shot through the lens of the hero, it often creates like a lopsided and, and often like a misguided world of man versus system. In a normal world, you know, you would address this inequity by sort of approaching the police, the courts. But Bollywood is obviously not interested in such methods. What is it interested in? I, th I think stoking up primal feelings than doing justice to what are often complex social and economic problems. Then uh, there's the thematic part. The use of violence in most Bollywood films, uh, besides advancing the plot, achieves something else too. Uh, it is used as a wish fulfillment fantasy at most times. You know, the common citizens or say like the ticket buying audiences have some fixed grievances from their country and the government. Corruption, opaque bureaucracy, failure of justice. In such a situation, a common man often feels dejected and ignored or in other words, emasculated. A Bollywood hero in such a case, using violence to address injustice makes the audience member feel like a man, you know, someone who's in control once again. 
besides a hero by definition is someone capable of doing extraordinary feats uh, the trait can be of different kinds moral courage integrity fearlessness but bollywood has typically interpreted heroism in in narrow terms making violence synonymous with being a hero which i think is rather simplistic and convenient so you're saying that people generally feel disempowered or communities feel disempowered so much so that they vicariously find solutions in this uh, state of powerlessness through films that uh, are violent uh the box office figures of many vigilante films indicate a very clear disturbing trend that both bollywood filmmakers and their audiences believe in such a solution in fact i'll give you an example uh i watched mom uh, in a multiplex in andheri uh, the shri devi starer in 2017 you know after a point it was it was obviously uh, quite clear that you know what the film was about uh, shri devi's character's daughter is raped and she starts killing the rapists one by one uh and uh, two disturbing scenes in the climax of shri devi murdering the rapist uh prompted claps in the theater uh this is an example of what i like like to call dog whistle cinema can you explain the concept a little more what what do you mean by it so uh the point i was trying to make was uh that these movies on the surface could be anything uh they could be rape revenge dramas they could be nationalist dramas and 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 so on uh, if the prime solution offered by the film is violence then it drowns out everything else effectively leaving the filmmakers and the audiences bloodlust for all to see audiences bloodlust when it comes to actualizing justice feels like bollywood really forwards this concept of do it yourself diy justice what does bollywood's concept of diy justice say about uh, the redress mechanisms currently available to people ones that are more formal uh, like uh, investigation agencies courts formal procedure numerous uh, diy justice films as you put it uh, show a systemic uh, breakdown of law and order the cops are callous the courts ineffective and incompetent i mean uh, we even have like these very cliched depictions also some of it may even be accurate but you know uh, i think what's problematic is that these films adopt uh, a more sinister view using the systemic flaws as as an excuse to sort of indulge in 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 something that i would call medieval violence you can probably understand where some of this stems from uh, so for instance showing the intricacies of police judiciary uh, some well intentioned politicians is is tough it would require the filmmakers to research investigate understand the ground realities and from diverse sources make a film that is true to the real life problem and its story but all of that requires work a lot of work and this is bollywood we are talking about so well i mean who are we kidding and if you see it's also like a different way of being emasculated once again to be dependent on the governments and courts and cops is 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 not something that's considered heroic or cool right and and as we know heroes are anything but dependent they chart their own courses so these films aren't looking for formal procedures at all what they are looking for in fact is an easily identifiable target जब दुनिया में बहुत पाप फैल जाता है तब दुर्गा अपना सबसे फिरोशियस फॉर्म लेती है जो है काली वो सारा पाप खत्म करने के लिए स्पीकिंग ऑफ पीपल वांटिंग टू चार्ज देयर ओन कॉज ऑफ जस्टिस हाउ डू यू थिंक द मूवमेंट अगेंस्ट सेक्सुअल वायलेंस पैंस आउट इन बॉलीवुड डिपिक्शंस देयर लार्जली टू काइंड्स ऑफ फिल्म्स हियर 
uh, a uh, the ones that follow the due process of which there are a few such as no one kill jessica or pink and uh, b the ones that don't uh, which believe in vigilante justice of which there are many we had rani mukherjee's mardani in 2014 there was angry indian goddesses in 15 and two years later there were five such films uh, kabal matrubhumi mom and the marathi movie ajji then we had simba a few months ago we're talking about almost a dozen films in the space of few years which is a significant number and you know in fact over the last few years we have films such as mardani angry indian goddesses mom ajji which for the large part uh, were quite well made they were shot well sounded realistic paid close attention to detail and yet despite these merits succumb to ideas of vigilante justice which to me is is even more chilling because this means that you know even more intelligent filmmakers suffer from the same retrograde mindset as the rest of the industry it's also important to note that all these films are made by men which also points to a larger systemic problem when it comes to films that are trying to solve crimes against women so you're saying that uh, often progressive films um, on the face value at least like mardani angry indian goddesses mom and simba that try to provide a solution for the problem of sexual violence against women when they propagate that main characters take matters into their own hands and punish those that are guilty for uh, perpetuating violence on women do you think that we might be unleashing a whole new problem about what kind of punishment people deserve it's essentially their way of sort of like dispensing justice in 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 whatever way they may feel like it's it's obviously in in most of the cases it's like very bloody very brutal it's it's essentially like state sponsored murder uh, for the lack of a better word a uh, while our uh, responses to the movement uh, on uh, sexual violence is emotional and that someone needs to be punished we also must be cognizant of the fact that speaking out for victims does not always mean that the accused's rights have to be taken away they are still entitled to a fair procedure and fair trial as mandated by law as is guaranteed to every indian citizen by the constitution on a concluding note do you think it's important at all to question narratives such as this what is wrong with uh, normalizing violence for entertainment or after all it's just entertainment answering a question it's important to question such narratives because we cannot keep using violence as a crutch this is all the more important in light of recent rising violence in the country against dalits and muslims we have earlier discussed how the target of violence in hindi cinema is often the other which clearly shows that there's a close intricate link between the violence in real life and uh, violence on screen and also like you know uh, our intolerance in real life is increasingly finding violent means simplistic vigilante films fueling our baser instincts only add to the problem uh, this is obviously to not suggest that violence has absolutely no place in cinema or that films should suddenly become books of moral science yet at the same time i think uh, you know these films should not be given an easy pass uh, by default To conclude, we ask you again if these films should be given an easy pass, should we celebrate and cheer on Rani Mukherjee as she encourages young girls, uh, the characters that they play in, in in the movie to kill their rapists? So should we should we cheer on Ranveer Singh as he tortures culprits in custody, culprits that he thinks raped women? Let's be critical of what we consume on a daily basis and think of as normal. 
This was our second episode called Bollywood's Law and Justice. We were joined by Tanul Thakur and I am Ruchi Chaudhary from Project 39A National Law University, Delhi. Thank you for listening. We would like to thank Anushka Shah, researcher at Center for Civic Media, MIT Media Lab, also the founder of Civic Studios Mumbai, whose work on vigilante justice aided research for this podcast. We would also like to thank Professor Farid Kazmi from the University of Allahabad, whose work on torture aided research for this podcast. Last but not the least, a big thank you to Priya Naresh, our podcast producer, assisted by Balveer Singh.